Welcome to Sports Card Strategy Show, episode 63, and uh, we're officially kicking off season two of the Sports Card Strategy Show. Happy New Year, everybody. It's uh, January 2nd, 2023. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com, and he's Kendall McKee with uh, NoOffSeason.com, JustBaseball.com, Wild Cards, Box Breaks. Kendall, Happy New Year, man. How you doing? Happy New Year, bro. I had to put my new Texas Ranger flag up, so this thing is massive behind me. But uh, um, I'm good, man. Christmas was good with the fam. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Um, got some cards for Christmas, so I'm ready to ready to rock and roll in 23, man. Good, yeah. I like your I like your setup there. Um, the Rangers flag looks legit. The Kendall Motor Oil hat is uh, pretty sick. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, my wife got me this for Christmas. There's like this company that takes retro patches and puts them on new hats. And you can just, so she was like, hey, this is a cool idea I think he would like. So she got me one that says Kindle on it. So That's a great idea. Do you get to just go on their website and like pick a retro patch and, and yep. then the color of a hat? That's awesome. Yeah, you can actually pick like, you can pick which patch and then you can pick whatever hat they have on their website to put it on. Like, and then they'll just do it and send it to you. It's really honestly a, a great idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good today. I got my wife and I painted my office yesterday. So, um, I'm you feeling fumes? Much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. Huffing <laughs> some fumes last night, feeling great, great about life. Um, and it just, it just feels like I'm finally settling into my new office, which as many of you know from hearing me talk about it the last like six to eight months, the move has gone great. I've got a lot to talk about today related to just being in the United States and what it allows me to do from a card perspective that I haven't been able to do for a while. So, um, But before we jump into the show, a couple of uh, new items here in season two, episode one of season two. Um, you can still go premium free for a year at nooffseason.com. Uh Email me at paul at nooffseason.com to find out how. We've had a lot of audience members do that. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the premium content at nooffseason.com after I unlock it for you. Just email me at paul at nooffseason.com. I want to give you a free year of the premium product at nooffseason.com, which gets you the entire sports card investment report, all of the player write-ups, the play, the cards to buy. We track data that... Um, really market movers and card ladder don't really track. I mean, I think market movers does a great job tracking data of, you know, close to a million cards, maybe even more than that. And um, we're not doing that. We're focusing on like one to four cards per player kind of um, because we try to go narrow on like who to buy and then what cards to buy of them. And one of the, lessons I learned over the last couple of years is like when you spread yourself too thin, I think you really limit your upside because it's, I don't know if it's like you're cannibalizing yourself, but I think to a certain extent, like not everybody can blow up and you're not going to be right about every single player and every single card. So um, that that's really our focus, but we're always open to feedback on, on, um, on the investment report, which is part of the reason why I want to give our audience the free premium for a year so that you guys can tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it, and we can keep improving it. Um, another shout out, we uh, we ended our eBay Q4. We had an eBay Q4 um, advertising partnership where I was reading about the eBay vault for the last several episodes. 
and running ads on nooffseason.com. Now we are taking new sponsorship opportunities. So if you want to, e- if you have a business in the hobby and you want to email me at paul at nooffseason.com, I'd be happy to get you into our our sponsorship uh, situation, customize something for you that works for your business. A good example of that is uh, a great guy named Rob Masora. Uh, started a business called Bob's Card Market. Super successful uh, Discord channel, basically. Uh, so shout out to Bob's Card Market. We're going to be talking about Bob's Card Market a couple times a month on uh, Sports Card Strategy Show and encouraging people to check it out. Kendall and I might chat about chat about it a little bit today just for the first time. And if you go to nooffseason.com, you'll see the ads for Bob's Card Market. But uh, join the, it's basically disc, a lot of fun things going on on the Discord channel is the simplest way to put it. We're going to have Rob on as well um, as a guest host with me on the F1 card strategy show. So nice. Uh, Rob's big into F1 and um, at bobscardmarket.com uh, in the Discord channel, there's all sports, but he's big into F1. And so he and I are going to uh, join up and do the F1 card strategy so once a month. So we have we have one planned for Friday, January 20th at around uh, 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So we'll talk more about that. But uh, shout out to Bob's Card Market. Hopefully Rob and the crew over at Bob's Card Market are listening today. Um, so Kendall, let's talk real quick about this because before we get into our, our L of the week here, um, let's just take a look real quick at um, at the Discord channel here at uh, Bob's Card Market. So once you join, I mean, he's got all sorts of stuff wow. going on. Um, they do auctions, breaks, fire sales, this thing called Progressive, which you guys will probably laugh. I don't even know what that is. Kendall, maybe you can tell me uh, or the audience can chime in and tell me. Then they do sort of like one-off things like that, a Secret Santa uh, channel. They've got... Um, Like here, you know, for sale and for trade, this is one thing I'm excited to participate in is like now that I've got physical cards next to me on a daily basis, now I can actually participate in like, hey, does any, is anyone interested in, you know, this lot of Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Dominique Wilkins, blah, blah, blah cards. Like I could trade it, you know, for whatever it's just sitting here and I can actually, um, what do you call it? Coin it. Like I could never coin anything from Spain and do anything with it. So now I can participate in these other areas of the hobby that aren't just buying and flipping singles off of eBay or from a vault service. So I think being a part of Bob's card market, I'm in the discord channel. I'm going to try to challenge myself to participate and learn from the community, be part of the community. So my, my question to you, Kendall is, um, you know, to what extent have you participated in discord channels around sports cards specifically and um what are some of the pros and cons of just you know this this side of the hobby if, if you have this experience or is this something that maybe you haven't had a lot of time to participate in and, and something that you would you would re- recommend the audience get into or something that you would want to get into yeah I, i'm in two specific discords for uh hobby centric things um, one of them is a discord that's put on by my guy kyle at let's talk wax that i've talked about quite a bit um, if you're a member of his Patreon channel, then you also get access to his Discord. Um, and in there is a lot of uh, graphs and and selling and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I haven't probably used it at the best of my ability. Um, 
I, th- I think the pro is like it, it's almost now you got to be careful with some of the bigger ones, but it's almost uh like pre vetting people. Like if they're here, they're probably going to honestly like pay and and things like that. You know, like I don't think you're gonna have any problem with like behind the wall of eBay. You never know who's gonna pay or if it's you know you're not gonna need vouchers or things like that. Um, but then the the con though is discord can be confusing um the notification system is weird and you've got to set it up to like be at its best um and like so i could see somebody posting some cards on discord and then like not knowing they've sold any and then they like they totally have you know and then they or the other way you know like they're trying to bid on things and they can't figure out how to actually get the attention of the person and so i could see that being um something that like a a new person to discord could use it's definitely uh, there's a large learning curve to it it's i would say it's like an app form of of like a reddit like it's more like forums rather than a news feed um and which is awesome like you can really do some cool stuff with it um and i can just tell here like he's already got like a wild system going on which is awesome um so definitely got, interested. Like, apps. In- he was explaining to me when we were talking about this, like he's got different apps that have been built within the discord, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You can build like bots and things where like, like for instance, you're looking at one right here with Bob's buy manager. So like, for instance, uh, looks like there's this card that was posted and then it's, you know, like the bot has confirmed that somebody's bought it, which is, that's pretty cool. So, um, it's a highly intuitive system. You can build like kind of whatever you want in it. I'm in a lot of discords, but I'm in two hobby centric ones. Um, or I guess three, I've been in three. Um, I'm also in one for, um, uh, the sports card investor has a discord channel. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm in that, but I'm not really involved in it. Um, and then there's another one, I think, uh, break, breakout breaks or something like that um they have like a nft community of uh sports cards related things that i'm also involved in marginally um so i let me see exactly what that one's called oh break club um i'm involved in break club as well um very in a small manner so it's a cool thing i'm excited to get into bob's card market so yeah, yeah, you should check it out. And um, I'm going to have Bob on just kind of exp- give give the audience like a rundown of it. I think that'd be a good idea. Good Because like we we don't mind taking a, a show or a segment of a show and saying like, let's learn about something new rather than just go through what we normally talk about. So maybe we'll do that one day. Yeah, I've got um, Andy Kaysen, our guy, obviously, Football Card Quest. He has a Discord and that's for his Patreon members. So um, check him out. Uh, Patreon.com slash football cards is his. If you want to upgrade to get into his community, if you're into discord um, sports card investor, I should probably get in that one considering I'm, I'm working with them now. Um, just, I should just probably be a part of that. I don't know how much I'm going to participate just based on how many hours there are in a day. Um, but I would love to check that out. So yeah, I think um, Discord is is something that I probably need to try to get more involved in in 2023 and uh, would love thoughts from the audience, comments. Uh, Let us know if you use Discord, if you're confused with Discord or if you um, are, you know, wanting to learn about more uh, Discords out there to join. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, All right. So also 
Uh, I think I think actually that's my some of my other housekeeping notes actually apply to L and W of the week. So I'm going to stop there. Kendall, is there anything you want to add or talk about before we get into L of the week? I'm excited to uh, talk to Bob. That's about it. Nice. Nice. And Bob's actually in Nashville and I'm in Franklin. And we did not know that about each other. When he reached out, he emailed me and I was still in Spain and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm in Spain, but I'm moving to Franklin, Tennessee. And he was like, what? I'm in Nashville. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I like that. So yeah, we're excited to excited to uh, be more involved with Bob. And, and like I said, if you have a hobby related business or um, maybe it's sports betting, sports gambling, maybe it's fantasy sports related and you see the crossover with uh, sports cards and sports card investing, um, let me know and maybe we can we can partner with each other. So um, good morning, Toa. You are back on the show, my friend. We have missed you. Happy New Year. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Glad glad to see you back here. Hopefully uh, everything's well with you and uh, good to see you. So, um, all right. So Kendall's excited to meet Bob and we're going to get into L of the week. So Kendall, why don't you lead us off, man? What do you got for L of the week? Man, I got an L of the week that is uh, probably something that'll be your W of the week. Uh, but I lost in our fantasy playoff uh, for our our little like sports card league that we were doing. Um, did better than I thought I was going to. I had a rough middle of the season. Came back, ended up playing pretty well in the playoffs, and I think I lost by uh, a few points. Um, but we were going to end up playing each other uh, this week, which would have been fun. Uh, that would have been a, a championship me versus you talking it on the sports card strategy show would have been pretty sweet. So it looks like you're, uh, set to win. So uh, it looks like it. I mean, as long as Gary from hoops and cards, our guy who's, who's a basketball card strategy show co-host with me, as long as James cook and Samaje P Ryan don't just go off. Um, I think I'm good. So I'm up one ninety point one. To 147.34 so we'll see i don't want to jinx it but uh the, the website does have a 99 percent win probability for me for whatever yeah. That's worth. yeah so yes that is one of my wins of the week um sorry that that's your l you did you did play andy though what's what's your matchup look like are you gonna beat andy for third place oh i have do you no even idea care at this point? <laughs> maybe but uh i did not check my lineup so i don't know yeah, I feel like when you like, I'm kind of the same way. Like, unless there's money involved for say third place, um, yeah, I just it, when I'm out, I just stop because it's yeah. just it's too depressing for me. Yeah. Like, I miss the play. I miss the playoffs by like two point four points overall in my dynasty league with my with my buddies from college, and I'm just. I mean, there's you could still set your lineup for like the last three weeks, but it's just, nah, don't even care. <laughs> But since it's a dynasty league, at least you want to check and make sure that you're setting up your team going into next year, like with waivers and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the, I I had a horrible fantasy season across the board, like just across the board, picked the wrong dudes, invested in the wrong players. I drafted Jamar Chase on like everything, uh, and he like he had that long stretch where he just wasn't playing. Uh, I I took a flyer on Williams from Detroit. 
and he never played until like two weeks ago. And he's great. Like he's going to be a great player, but like he couldn't get on the field. And so it just, um, I think I had Dak in a couple of leagues who went down for like seven weeks. So I, I had one league where I lost five different starting running backs like to season in the injuries or something like that. It's just like, Oh my gosh. Like how do you recover from that? And yeah, you just pack it up at that point and just say, you know what? Here's That's where losing. fantasy can be brutal. That's where like high stakes season seasonal fantasy leagues can be like, you can go in being so confident that you're going to win money, but then it can be brutal with injuries. And um, yeah. I mean, DFS is a, is an avenue for people that, have skill and ability and you know the the ability to create like mathematical models even to to win money and you're you don't have as much risk in dfs because you don't have to worry about injuries and stuff but yeah like season-long fantasy can be pretty brutal i was pretty fortunate this year uh in this league partic- in particular because patrick mahomes uh Devontae adams um nick chubb stayed healthy he was a stud and then i had um DeAndre Hopkins was a guy that I sort of stashed and then he came back and actually had a few huge weeks when I needed him to, but I went young because this is a super deep league, 12 team PPR super flex, which our guy, Andy Kaysen loves the super flex. So I went young. I had like Travis Etienne, Drake London, Pat Fryermuth, Devonte Smith. Um, I had Trevor Lawrence as my second quarterback. Just the fact that all of those guys stayed healthy um, really set me up for success. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think, was a waiver wire pickup. So was Jarek McKinnon. And I had... He had a wild end of the season. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon really was a reason why I think I was able to stay competitive throughout the year. Kyle Pitts did get injured. Um, He was my sort of lone uh, player that I lost to injury. But that's pretty good. I mean, one player that was was out for the year out of a whole season-long fantasy team. That's pretty good. Brian Steeler 714. Thanks for joining the show. Great show as always, guys. Kendall, I got two for you. First, what are your top five baseball prospect targets right now? And second, are any prospects affected by recent trades such as Jackson Merrill? We're just going to interrupt the segments because I like this question. Brian, thanks for jumping into the show, man. We appreciate it. Kendall, do you want to take this one right now or you want to give give it some thought and get back to it later in the episode? Well, a lot of it has to do with my buys and sells. Um, so I, I can address most of that uh, right. later. Well, let's, I'll, let's, I'll, I'll yeah. cover the Jackson Merrill thing because I wasn't going to talk about that today. Yeah. Um, there are some prospects that have been affected by the big trades from last offseason. Jackson Merrill is one of them. I think C.J. Abrams is one of the ones that's affected the most primarily. C.J. Abrams was flirting with game time in San Diego, uh, would come up for little cups of coffee and then do well. Um, But the ultimate part of it was he was behind Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, And with Tatis going down, then they put Kim in there. Kim started playing phenomenal. It's just like it it was just a a tough spot for him. So him going to the Nationals, I think, is a really, really cool opportunity for him. Um, I could see C.J. Abrams doing really well this year. Um, He's got all the projectables that you want for a sports card investment. Um, perspective. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. He's at the premier position. He's got all the game time you'd want. Um, he's he's the cornerstone guy now on this in this infield. Uh, and so I think he could primarily see a big bump 
Um, now I will say the Nationals cards uh, primarily don't sell for as high as Padres cards are. I mean, it's the difference of like, you know, are you investing in an Oakland A random Oakland A name or a random Dodgers name? You can think like the Dodgers name is probably going to have more air underneath it. Um, same thing with this Padres and Nationals situation, but I think he will positively be affected adversely. I think negatively affected is James Wood. I think, um, and maybe not, you know, in the in the long term, but definitely in the short term, people are forgetting about how projectable James Wood is, and he's sent over in that same trade as well. Um, Jackson Merrill, I like Jackson Merrill right now because his first auto just came out this year, um, and we talked a lot about him, and when we talked about Bowman Chrome uh, twenty two. Um, Jackson Merrill was one of the guys that we were really searching for in that 22 Chrome product, um, Bowman Chrome specifically. So um, I like some of those guys. I think their trades will give them good opportunities to play faster. Um, James Wood specifically will get called up to the Nationals a lot faster than he will get called up to the Padres. Um, and so uh, a guy that I think pro- like f- there's some fatigue behind is some guys that that were a f- were f- a traded is uh, I, I just am not really sold on Noel Noelvi Marte. Um, I've watched him. I looked at some other things. I, you know, I've talked with Arm and some of our guys at Just Baseball. Um, and I think the Reds got a good player, but I'm not sure he's a really investable player. Um, and so, uh, the, the red I would be looking for obviously is Ellie. Um, and so Marte is going to get some probably residual rise from people watching the reds more, um, because of that. But, uh, I, I wouldn't invest there, um, personally. So. Great breakdown. Hopefully that helps answer your question, Brian. Keep them coming, guys. Any other questions, let us know. And if you're not watching live, still drop a comment on YouTube and we'll answer it. Um, my L of the week is just a joke that the eBay partnership ended, but I knew that was happening. That was only a, a Q4 partnership anyway, but kind of a joke. I'm just kind of happy to not have to read that read anymore on the, <laughs> on the show. Um, but it is an L that, you know, we would have obviously loved for eBay to continue to sponsor the show. Who knows? Maybe they will in the future. Um, that was just kind of a trial run three month period. So the W already talked about Bob's card market. Want to talk about a couple other things. And then I do have a card related W. Um, and then we'll get back, back over to Kendall's, uh, W of the week. And what, so I used to be a fantasy sports content creator for several years. And so I decided to just go back and check and see what my former colleagues are up to. Um, some of the guys that we cre- created content for Sirius XM fantasy sports radio together back in the day, we created a lot of content for all sorts of websites, uh, Roto-Wire, Fanball, um, Fantasy Football Champs. Uh, some of these websites aren't, aren't really up and running anymore. Other of them are doing really well. Fantasy Guru, that kind of thing. So a guy that really, really, really helped me out in the fantasy industry is a guy named Ray Flowers. And so I followed Ray Flowers to see like what he's up to. He and I have been good friends since like 2005. And he's, host, he's been hosting a show. He used to host a show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio with Kyle L. Frank. It was when they were with uh, Rotowire, I think. I could be wrong. But anyway, they've got this show. They've got a lot of the guys um, guys and girls from Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio several years ago are now with this network called Better Sports. Um, and if you go to bettersports.com, that's B-E-T-T-O-R sports.com, they've got a lineup that is basically the lineup 
of old from Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And now they're all creating content around sports betting, essentially. But also, fan- it's, it's fantasy sports and sports betting, which I think makes a lot of sense. And so um, I reached out to Ray and Corey Parson, who also used to be on uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio and now has a host with Nando DeFino on Better Sports. And I was on Ray's show. I love Nando, man. Yeah, yeah, Nando's great. He's great. So I'm trying to, I'll probably be on Corey Nando and friends. Um, but I was on lunch money with Ray um, and Kyle was off. So it was, it, Ray had a bunch of guests to kind of replace Kyle for the day. So I was on lunch money live with Ray Flowers and, and just to talk about collectibles, to talk about sports you know, what we do on this, literally what we do on the sports card strategy show and at nooffseason.com. And it is unique to that channel. Like they don't, they're talking about fantasy sports and sports betting, not really at all. Like, but what's cool about it is pretty much all of the hosts, like especially Corey and Nando, like they're into sports cards. Like they're just like us. Um, So check out bettersports.com. Check out their lineup. I would love to know from you, the audience, how much crossover is there with you and this kind of content, like with our kind of content, sports cards, investing, and then how much crossover content wise is there with you in your daily life with sports betting and fantasy sports? Because in my mind, there should be a ton of crossover and we, we should be educating the sports betting audience about the sports card investing world because to me, that's how I got into sports cards. Really, it was like this light bulb went off and I was like, this is just like DFS fantasy, but with cards, which is even better. And then that was like a little over two years ago and now we're here. So um, anyway, I think that's a win. That, to me, that's an overall win that I wanted to talk about because we're starting to cross over into that, to that world. Not that we will be creating content at all having to do with sports betting or fantasy sports, but just even earlier on in this show, we're talking about our fantasy league. So um, trying to get uh, expand the sports card investing market by letting the sports betting people know that they need to come check out what we're doing. Um, I do have a card related win of the week. And as I said earlier in the show, this is related to just me being in the United States and kind of being able to do some different things that I haven't been able to the last several um, years and, and months is I was at Barnes and Noble with my kids the other day and Max saw a blaster box of select basketball 2022 and it was only $21, which I thought was like a pretty darn good price because you can be at Walmart or Target and see these things and Walmart and Target have already marked these things up to like 40, 50 bucks. And At that point, it's just not really a deal. But at $21, all you really need is one or two good cards and you can easily get your money back. So it wasn't the biggest hit in the world, but I did pull an Austin Reeves. This is an orange prism. Whatever the insert is, you guys know this better than I. Okay, select prism courtside orange Austin Reeves. And he had just... Played really well on Christmas Day, and the dude's actually playing really well. For I me. like him a lot. He's fun to watch. And um, this is not a card that I ever would have like gone out and bought a single of. This is never a card that would have touched my portfolio in any way, shape, or form. 
but because I'm a huge NBA fan and when you see an Austin Reeves card like this out of a blaster box, you're like, well, cool. I mean, this is something, this isn't just a throwaway card. So I listed it on eBay and within like 12 to 24 hours, I had an offer of like 12 bucks and I sold, it was a 99 cent starting bid and I just accepted the offer of 12 bucks. So right there, you've got 12 bucks back for your $21 blaster box. And now I've got, you know, essentially this Giannis, um, which isn't anything super special, but it is one of those orange prisms. Um, and, and Giannis is liquid. Davion Mitchell rookie. So this is like a blue. I don't know if this is just the base or if this is a con concourse, something that's not base. It might be base. I don't know. And then a James book night. So to basically to kind of be holding these cards, I think the Davion Mitchell could sell for a few bucks and so could the Giannis. Not, not bad odds to at least get your money back from the blaster box, maybe, and then some. And then of course, the thing that we all love about this is that, you know, you're having fun in the process. So you get to touch these cards, you get to flip them. It helps with your eBay seller rating. You know, you're get it just anytime that you can make a transaction like this on eBay, ship it out right away. The other thing too, is I've had to ship my cards from my PWCC vault to the people that are buying them. Well, that doesn't allow me to add that element of customer service that you and I talk about, right? Like now I can add extra cards in with like this um, person was from LA that bought the card. So I put in a bunch of old school Lakers cards in with this card just as like a gift. So that kind of thing, like I don't expect anything back in return from that. It just makes me feel good. And to me, that's a win. So um, those are my W's of the week. Oh, I, have I got one more. I got actually I got two more. Sorry, sorry. All right. Um, real quick, Scotty Barnes. This is another like hopefully this is this is not just for me, but this is like hopefully useful information to the audience. Last week I talked about the Ellie de la Cruz in the weekly PWCC auction. So if this week I found another Scotty Barnes. So this is one I got for 58 bucks in the weekly PWCC auction. Thanks again to slab stocks for their email. Cause otherwise I wouldn't have even looked at this, but this is a PSA 10, uh, Scotty Barnes ice rookie from 2021. And this is already go, this goes for like 71 to $75 on eBay. So if you look at like the, the Scotty Barnes ices that have sold on eBay, they're all pretty much 71 or $75. Uh, for that card. And so to me, it feels a little like the PWCC weekly auction can have some deals. Now you do have to pay the buyer's premium, which is like, I don't know, eight to 10% ish. So you have to be careful like you're, but it will tell you when you bid, it'll say like at this bid amount, it'll, it'll actually be this price because of the buyer premium. But then you actually end up winning because if you just keep it in your vault, you avoid the sales tax and the shipping. So it's pretty much, I mean, I talked about it in last week's episode. And then the other one, Kendall, real quick that you'll like, is I did get this Jordan Lawler 2021 Bowman Chrome first nice. prospect auto um, for I think a pretty darn good price. Yeah, here. that's a great price. And um, so we'll see. It's from Burbank Sports Cards. And in the photo, it looks like it could potentially be a PSA 10. Um, I know that's naive to say because we don't know from photos on eBay, but, um, I'm definitely going to have that thing graded unless it looks horrible when it comes to me in person. But again, it's a win for me because now I can get this card to my house, look at it and make that decision rather than just have, uh, have it submitted from the vault. 
All right. Thank you. Sorry. I went really long there. I'm done with my W's of the week, but I'm excited. I think that's a great price for that Jordan Lawler. I sold a nine for like three thirty, I think. So, um, is that a, is that a base auto? Yeah, it's a base. It's not a, well, it's, so, yeah, it's a base Chrome. It's not a, ref, it's not a refractor. Oh, okay. I sold the refractor for three thirty, but, um, I, I still, I think that's, I mean, I would think, you know how high I am on him. And, uh, uh, there are definitely people that I, I've listened to a lot of stuff about Jordan Lawler, about how like people are concerned with his injury. All that kind of stuff. I'm not concerned. I think the dude is going to be great. The Arizona Diamondbacks are putting together arguably one of the best uh, like plans to build towards the future that I've seen. You're going to see Jordan Lawler up there, Alec Thomas up there. You're going to see Drew Jones eventually. Like This team is got stars coming up all over the place and Corbin Carroll might be the best of all four of them you know and so it's like they're gonna have some guys that are absolutely electric they just brought in Moreno from uh Toronto they brought in Moreno and Guriel for for Varsho Varsho is a fun guy to watch and actually kind of had some projectables in in sports card value Moreno's cards I think are gonna are do well this this uh spring because people are really gonna finally get to see their unleashed Gabriel basically he was behind uh a couple of guys in the Toronto system and 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 has already played in the bigs but he's a guy that was in our top prospects in, 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 uh, uh, just baseball.com. So uh, those are guys that I, the Arizona diamondbacks, I think are going to have a lot of casual fans over the next couple of years. And I think that really helps our card values. There's three to four guys in this system that I think are investable. And I think when you're talking about Alec Thomas probably being the least investable of the four or five, if I'm including the if I'm in talking about the five, if I'm talking about Gabriel Moreno, Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, Jordan Lawler, and Drew Jones. Um, Drew Jones doesn't have cards yet, but he's just drafted this year, um, and is the son of Andrew Jones Hall of Famer. So he's going to be a guy that people are going to be buying like crazy in in uh, when his card drops in Bowman, but. When you talk about those five guys and the least investable of those five guys is maybe Alec Thomas, who is already a proven major leaguer, um, th like that's special. I think those five guys, if you just if you just invested in young Diamondbacks players over the next couple of years, I think you could make some pretty significant plays um, and, and build your portfolio. But uh I don't know where I was going with that. I just want, I had to well, get on that. That's a, a great I, point that you made. I mean, well, the, the point you made about having all of those young players in the same system, creating more casual fans, might be a fan of Alec Thomas that comes in and all of a sudden sees Jordan Lawler and thinks, oh, maybe I need to get into some, uh, some stock in him as well. Um, you know, I, I think it's a great point. So um, I was just going to say too, that with all of these purchases that I've mentioned in the last couple episodes, I have used market movers. I've gone into the phone app and searched a player that I'm interested in just seeing what their values looked like over the last few months. So I just type in their name and then click on a card that I like from them. And then I look at, okay, over the last 30, 60, 90 days, have they gone down in value? Is, first of all, is this an investable card? Secondly, has it gone down in value? And then what I like about that app is you can click on the listings of that card and go immediately to where 
is a deal and where is not a deal. And so that's how I got this Lawler card is because I don't <clears throat> follow Lawler's pricing on a daily basis or even on a monthly basis. So I, I was just in the Market Movers app and stumbled upon this listing and it aligned with um, being a deal, being lower than the last several sales and being from a reputable seller thinking, okay, this is a scanned picture. So these dots on the card, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe these actually are dots from the scan. This could this be a 10? Um, I'm going to report back. This is going to be one of those cards, like, like your ND. I mean, this is not nearly as big as like your ND card. Don't get me wrong, but like, cause this is just a base, but because it is Lawler and he's a top 10 prospect, I do expect this card to go up in value. So if this does grade, well, this is definitely going to be a card that I report back to everyone on the show. So I wanted to make sure I talked about it today. In addition to the fact that you love Lawler. So, yeah. um, Good stuff. So, all right. Well, uh, I, I do have some wins though. You and you up for your W of the week here. What? You yeah, got? Uh, man, this one's going to be, I don't know if you're aware of this. So this one might be exciting for you, but uh, this week, Caden Clark officially goes back to RB Leipzig. Um, they probably are going to loan him back out, but he officially is not a New York Red Bull anymore. Um, he was, already on that team and they were loaning him back to the red bulls um but now i mean he's officially not in the mls anymore um i think like i saw a tweet that was like uh babe wake up king clark is a leipzig player again uh and so uh, let me make sure that he's not in the other red How Bull. is that team. a good thing for Caden clark you, you're making it sound like it's a good it was is it a good thing for me because Caden Clark's in the news or is this a good thing for Caden Clark? Uh, both, I think. Okay, that's good. Uh, I think it's good for him to be, yeah, it's Leipzig. Um, there's like a bunch of Red Bull teams, so I had to make sure that he was on the right Red Bull team that I was mentioning. Um, but Caden Clark being in the news, I think it, it was a small, small little news article. Like, I don't think you're going to get some bump from that. But I think I am encouraged to see where he gets loaned to next or if he's logging minutes for them, potentially. Um, there's going to be some significant competitions for this U-20 American team over the next couple of years, and there's some big names on this roster. Um, Gaga Slanina could end up playing on that team. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the keeper for that team, but he could. And he's on Chelsea. Uh, you've got Caden Clark. You've got Paxton Aronson. You've got Cade Cowell. Um, you've got Diego Luna. Like, there's some big names on that team that a lot of national team fans are interested in. So, I think you're going to get more views than normal um, in this U20 cycle that's going on right now. And and uh, and and I think Caden could. I'm not saying he's. I don't know what he is right now. You know, like I think a couple of months ago we were just like, dang, this is a cool opportunity. Caden's going to, you know, potentially play a lot for the Red Bulls. And then he didn't. And I was just confused. But then also Paxton didn't really play a whole lot for the union and then gets sold for four million to Frankfurt, where he's probably going to play a lot. So, I mean, it, the MLS is weird. Um, both of those teams like, were in the playoffs. So maybe they just wanted to go for surefire rather than development. Anyway. That's a win for me as I think he's officially back in Europe. Uh, I think I'm curious to see where if they loan him slash uh, whatever, you could get some residual impact from that as well. Um, there's a really cool matchup today in, uh, I think it's today in, in, uh, in, in uh, Scotland where the Rangers are playing 
um, Celtic. That's a big game for that league. And Malik Tillman is on one side and Cameron Carter Vickers is on the other. So that's kind of fun for, to, I, I, you know, we have some Malik Tillman cards here. Uh, I still have a couple. And so I think, you know, that would be pretty cool to watch. Um, but my win of the week is man, Bills Bengals tonight is going to be huge potentially for some card values. Like, when you see a Monday night football game like this with two electric young quarterbacks, I think if, if it's a shootout, both of them are going to see rises in their sports cards. And these are guys that that going into uh, the postseason, you expect both of these guys to have good postseasons. And you expect both of their teams to be won or lost based on the way that they perform. Um, and there are probably are some players that you could, you know, make marginal impact on like Stefan Diggs or Jamar Chase or, you know, some guys like maybe Higgins. You could get him for super cheap and he blows up in the playoffs and then you could, you know, then you could deal him. I, I wouldn't say now is the best time to buy into those guys, but I think it's a win for us in the hobby to get to watch guys like this that we've seen over the the year of of cards just blowing up for them to say, OK, I, is our money where our mouth is and can you come through? You know, like that's kind of how it is for me. Like it's almost like we're buying stock in that player and then you're just watching your, your company go to a Q4, uh, you know, uh, book reading and you're just like, okay, am I going to lose stock or win stock here? And, and I think you can be excited about a matchup like this because both of them could potentially rise. And it could be a situation where like Mbappe scores a hat trick and Messi wins the World Cup and both of them get a rise. You know, if they both throw for three or four touchdowns tonight, um, I think I think that could be really cool. Um, and then finally, my last win of the of the week is I'm going to start a spreadsheet of wins and loss or buys and sales that I'm recommending this year. Um, and then I, so it's going to be easier for me to follow up on like at the end of the like to last week when we were just like, cool, let's like recap the year. I was like, oh, you know, like I called that Jason Tatum card, you know, like and I didn't want to go back and listen to all of our episodes. And uh, and so then I was yeah, just you don't like, have a producer. So we, <laughs> we didn't have somebody to like do it for. Us. Yeah. So now I'm going to write going to be in a spreadsheet talking about my wins and losses and buys and sales of the week. And I'm going to really be able to see <laughs> if I was able to go positive or not. So. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. That's a big win. And actually, I'm going to do my, and I'll talk about it on the show a lot in 2023, but I've done a spreadsheet for the last two years and I'm ready to start a spreadsheet, like a clean one just for this year. Because uh, earlier on, remember we talked about kind of like liquidating and starting over. And I kind of mm -hmm. feel like I'm at, I'm like pretty close to that point where like all the cards that I'm holding are cards that I have a plan to sell. Um, at a specific time. And so any cards that I'm acquiring and the cards that I'm talking about having acquired on this show over the last couple of weeks are going to go into a spreadsheet where it's going to be like, okay, this is the actual profit that I made from each card and kind of have at the end of 2023, like an actual P&L for uh, the cards that I bought. And I think, and my goal is for it to be just maybe no more than like 10 players or maybe even like, maybe no more than five players, but you've got like Anthony Edwards, Ellie De La Cruz, uh, Scotty Barnes is apparently one. Jalen Green is one. Cade Cunningham is one. So right there, I'm already at five, but um, you know, I, I really want to stay narrow this year and not spread it out into like five or six guys from every sport kind of thing. 
Um, but we'll see. We'll see if I, if I hold tight to that 2023 goal, but uh, that's cool. Um, all right. I'm going to go buy of the week real quick. I'm looking at marketmoversapp.com and I see uh, Justin Fields is a guy that, um, you know, has not finished the NFL season uh, strong in his second year, but we saw flashes of what I believe he actually is as a player. And as the Chicago Bears franchise tries to improve around him and build a franchise around him, I see if you go to marketmoversapp.com on the deals tab and sort it by Justin Fields PSA 10, I see a lot of interesting deals right now compared to the previous sale prices where he is not a guy that's hot. He's the opposite of what Kendall just said in terms of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. He's the opposite end of that, but he's a guy that in year two, I think going into year two, there could be an argument made like, is he going to even be a guy like, would Chicago be looking for another quarterback in a couple of years? Or is he going to be the guy? Now I think the discussion is not at all anything other than Justin Fields is the guy. And now we need to build our system around him. Um, like how Baltimore has tried. Yeah, to I could. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So like you, you can see that? that Baltimore system is supremely built around Lamar Jackson, even in the way that they brought in the backup quarterback. Um, Huntley, I think is his name or something mm-hmm. like that. They brought him in specifically because he's like Walmart version, great value version of J- L- Lamar Jackson. Like he is in the NFL because he's just, like Lamar Jackson, you know, and there's going to be a guy that they're going to bring in that's going to be like Justin Fields. Hopefully, if Chicago is smart, they can invest in this guy who had a hundred rushing yards in like the first quarter last week or yesterday. Like at the end of the first quarter or the first half, I think he, there was a long run. He had like 60 yards. He gets to the very end and he gets over to the sideline and he's just like leaning up against the camera crane and he's just like, what else do I have to do? Yeah. Like this Chicago Bears team is like set up for success, but they're just bad, man. Yeah. And and the quarterback position is one where all it takes is like a couple good weeks and all of a sudden this guy's back on top of the world and from a card value perspective. And so I'm looking at like you remember the variation silver that yeah. every prism variation silver out of I think like only the blaster box or only the hangers. Yeah, it was like box. hangers, yeah. Hangers, yeah. So the hanger box, like that variation silver is a pop 115 and PSA 10. Um, People might not care about the pop count. I don't really care about the pop count with that one so much as I care about like the deal that you can get and the fact that it is a silver PSA 10 of him. That will be a super liquid card and that could be one you could buy for around $300 right now and I think flip it for double that when he actually like even gets to Tua's level. You know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a Lamar level. It can be, he could get to Tua's level um, just where the Bears are winning some games and he's on the field consistently making things happen for them. And um, I think that his pricing should go up. I could be wrong on that, but I feel really, really good about the Justin Fields buy right now. Um, And then um, another, uh, sorry, Mm. dude, I, I, I went immediately to my cell. So I'll let you do your buy and sell back to back here. Um, Pele's my sell. And I yeah. did this with Bill Russell. Rest in peace. Um, greatest thing in the world um, to celebrate the life of someone like Pele and not turn it into profit. But we do have to be realistic here. And um, all due respect, like when whenever an athlete passes away, 
it is a marker to sell their cards. It just, it, it, they are in the media. It's They're probably in, the last marker. It's probably the last marker. It's probably the last marker. Um, so, so Pele is, unfortunately he passed away at age 82 of cancer, I believe, but um, he is a sell uh, right now. And so his prices are probably going to go down um, after this week. So I think if you're holding Pele cards and you were, you were holding them to sell them, um, I would list them now. I mean, his, he's up across the board over the last 14 days. Um, so I went buy and sell and all of the data I use is from marketmoversapp.com. If you want to get your first month for only $1 at market movers, uh, use the promo code, no off season Kendall, uh, over to you for your buy and sell, man. Uh, first off, I mean, I just rest in peace, Pele. Um, he did a lot for the sport, um, ended up playing on a lot of different continents. Uh, you know, like he just was all over the place. I mean, he even played for New York cosmos here, uh, in America, which is New York cosmos. That's something we could definitely spend a whole episode talking about a non MLS team that has players like Pele and Raul playing for them. So weird. But anyway, um, uh, so my, my sell of the week, uh, is I'll start there. Um, I have some quarterbacks that I'm putting at sales of the week. I think Mike White is my ultimate sale right now. The Jets are not making the playoffs. Mike White might get the like they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do in the offseason. If they're going to invest in Zach Wilson, they're going to trade him. Are they going to invest in Mike White? Are they going to sign his extension? Are they going to draft a young quarterback? I don't want to I don't want to play any of that riffraff right now. So take the Mike White, Mike White success. It's probably 60 percent of what you could have had a couple weeks ago with him. But what I'm saying is like it, it, it's going to get worse over the offseason because the Jets quarterback room is going to continue to be a question mark. A lot of people out there are like, yeah, Mike White is the Jets. The future. I don't think he is like, are you really going to invest in a guy like Mike White? Or are you actually going to be like, OK, Mike White has won us some games. We might bring him with us in this next round of quarterbacks. Like I could see the Jets keeping Mike White, but maybe not let, letting him be like the guy like kind of like how Jimmy Garoppolo was on the 49ers earlier this year, but like they wanted to kind of move away from him, but they're going to have him there and he might win some games. <laughs> like that's Mike white. I think next year. Um, so he's a sell for me. I think Tua is a sell, man. This brain injury stuff has me worried for him. Um, I saw a, tw- a, a tweet this, this morning that said, um, he was watching some film from the Green Bay Packers game, and the reason he didn't play this week is because he couldn't remember the decisions he was making in that passing game, and uh, he was with his head coach watching that, and that's what triggered, hey, we need to go back in the concussion protocol here. So some of these, you've it's not common, but sometimes you can see bad concussions linger for a long, long time, and like a guy can just never be right again. Um, like we've seen some guys that have like struggled to have vision. They had vision problems after concussions for the rest of their career and memory loss. Quarterbacking is a big part of your brain. A brain is a specific part of how like they have a whole test on like your quarterback IQ basically. And so I'm a little worried about it. Dolphins didn't make the playoffs. Sell what you can revamp for next year. Don't hold for a whole year. Um, and then my one sell, though, that I'm excited about to watch is Daniel Jones. I hope that you were able to, like, I don't know who would be out there investing in Daniel Jones, but if you did, 
now is a great time to sell or like in the next couple of weeks because this Giants team clinched a spot in the playoffs. Daniel Jones is a dual threat quarterback. I know he doesn't look like it, but he is a dual threat quarterback. Yesterday was the first time uh, or the second time in his career that he had two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. And last year over sprint speeds, this is a stat that I remember. I just remember watching on ESPN and then they said it. And I've just continued to tell people this quote because I think it's outrageous. Top five sprint speeds last year in the NFL. Daniel Jones had two of them. Come on. That is a trivia question. You know, you're going to say what quarterback had one uh, in 2021 had the two, two of the top five uh, ultimate sprint speeds in the NFL. You would guess Lamar Jackson. You would guess maybe Fields. You would, you know, like all these other guys. Daniel Jones would be very, very I'd low on that list. Thirty or thirty-one quarterbacks yeah. before Daniel Jones. So I mean, the guy is actually very athletic, um, and so uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Daniel Jones truther over here, but I'm saying, I think you could. You, his cards are probably a big time today, I would assume. So uh, I didn't look at market movers this morning, but I would assume Daniel Jones is flying. <laughs> so if he actually is and you have some Daniel Jones cards out there or even Saquon, um, I, I think you guys can you can move from him right now because the Giants are going to get blasted in the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there's two things I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about. One of them is a question I have for you. Um and then another one is, uh, you know, we can't allow the January 2nd episode of the Sports Card Strategy Show to go by without talking about 2022 Bowman draft, right? So mm. we got we to gotta talk to you about that. But mm-hmm. first, this is kind of a quick question. Um, Slab Stocks reported the, this data after the World Cup. So um, I'm wondering, do we need to add these guys to our soccer card rankings at nooffseason.com? But um, Argentine Enzo Fernandez, young player of the tournament, mm-hmm. and Dutch star Cody Gakpo. Yeah, uh, they're both up. So Enzo Fernandez, this is kind of a weird card, but it it's like a tops first rookie. Um, <laughs> that of, is a weird card. <laughs> Enzo Fernandez is up two hundred and four percent, and then Cody Gakpo has an auto in the FIFA World Cup 2022 Prism set, rookie auto, uh, sold for $1,500. Like, are these, like, who are these guys, Kendall? Tell us, like, what do we need to do with them? Do they need to be on our, on our soccer card rankings? Uh, I, I, so Enzo Fernandez got a ton of rise because of his, you know, he was on, he's an Argentine. So he is, or Argentinian. So he is winning, uh, it, the world cup and that's the 204 percent rise and he played well um but like that benfica team that he was on this year i i watched a lot of benfica's uh europe games this year because ultimately they were always a guy that was undervalued in the books and you could make a quick turn on them by just putting a unit down on benfica <laughs> they were gonna win like uh benfica is just they were a good team earlier in 2022 in terms of the europe challenge uh, in terms of, I think they were in Europa League. They might have been in the Champions League, but either way, they had good matchups where I was I was watching their games a lot. Um, and then Gakpo just signed a massive deal with Liverpool, 
Um, and so he is moving to the English Premier League on one of the best teams. Um, and so he had a crazy World Cup. Like people like and, and America got a full on view of him because he was a, a part of that team that knocked us out in the Netherlands. Uh, I like Gakpo. If I'm investing in the two of these, I think Gakpo is going to be the guy that's going to be more investable long term. Um, he's a big striker. Uh, he's he, I think in this next little timeline. Um, I'm kind of looking at metas to invest in in terms of soccer. Um, mm -hmm. And Enzo Fernandez fits the meta of like shifty, small South American player that's like really technical and is going to burn you with some athleticism and some finesse. Gakpo could be a guy that's like big, strong, just going to score goals. And if wow. we know anything about this is what we care about. Yes. Uh, Enzo could be the like the next Argentinian player. I don't really want to mess with that right now. So if I'm taking these two people, I'm still investing in Messi from Argentine or Argent Argentina, and then I'm good investing in Gakpo in the Netherlands team. Um, Netherlands is looking for a young star to come up. Uh, they've got a few down there that are really exciting, um, but I think he is going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of run because he has a similar play style and physique as Holland. You know, and so yeah. like he's big and he's strong. That looks like the Premier League is going to be Man City, uh, Man City Arsenal, um, and, and like Liverpool is looming back there. And if you just big, strong strikers, is that a meta that's going to specifically being turned into? Are the are teams going to go towards big, strong strikers right now? And if they are, that's where the money's going to be because that's who the goals are going to be scoring. Um, I think ultimately, I, I'm not a hundred percent up on Enzo Fernandez transfer. Um, transfer rumors right now but the past couple of days he was linked to a couple of teams but benfica was going to potentially bring him back um so if benfica brings him back i'm not interested in investing in this card right now because i think it's at its peak right now uh, but i think he's a guy that's worth watching over the long term gakpo could be a guy that i wouldn't also i would not also buy him right now i would be selling gakpo right now but i think he's a guy to be watching on our list because he's a guy that could be scoring a ton of goals for liverpool over the next couple of years so great breakdown there i appreciate it and then just real quick brian steeler 714 back to the earlier topic from a few minutes ago he says i agree justin fields is a great buy going into next year his card might spike this week when he breaks the qb rushing record that's a good point he'll dip after that yeah so brian good point maybe wait until uh the actual off season when the bears aren't playing at all and uh wait till the nfl playoffs right that's probably a good point brian i like that thought so um all right, Kendall, the floor is yours to talk about whether it's Bowman 2022 draft or something completely different. It's all <laughs> you, my man. Yeah, here we go. No, uh, I'm going to keep it pretty, pretty tame here. Um, man, Joshua, that is a awesome question that just rolled in, by the way. Um, yeah, sure. Joshua says, hi, fellas. May I have your thoughts on Guardians prospect to invest in? <laughs> I would invest in any Guardians prospect right now. Um, the Guardians are one of the top, like one or two, maybe three systems in baseball of guys that are just popping with talent. You're going to have guys all over the system that are going to be just investable. Similar to the way that Arizona is going to get some residual impact. We talked about that earlier in this episode. Cleveland is another one of those teams that's like they have a super loyal fan base, super loyal fan base. They went they went through an entire rebrand 
and still had like made the playoffs. They had all these people going to the games and progressive field was still packed. Like, like that's, that's some other franchises wouldn't be able to do that. Um, and not only that, but this team is good on the top end and good in the farm system. Cleveland is going to be a team that's going to be reckoned with because that central AL central is a weird division. The White Sox look like they should be the, the team in that division that, that is good. And like Cleveland just keeps sending haymakers over the last couple of years. The Twins, they just moved on from Correa. They don't know what they're doing. They're signing another left-handed bat in Joey Gallo for $13 million, who's just going to strike out a lot. Buxton can't even reach the field. You know, like the Royals are a couple of years away from competing in that division. And the Tigers are an absolute mess. So... Sorry, Paul. Uh, and so Cleveland is a, is a team that's very interesting right now. I think there's a couple of guys on that team that you could really invest in. I think uh, uh, Johinsky Noel, I think I'm butchering his first name probably. I, I butcher it every time. But it's like John Hinsk, Johinsky or something like that. Noel is a guy who's projectable. He's a guy that's not in this current uh Bowman year. So you can kind of go back like we've talked about. You kind of go back to um, – <laughs> southern uh you can go back a couple of uh years and look at gabriel arias who's already hitting a lot of the markets you can look at noel you can look at a guy um man i feel like i'm just missing one i'm going to look up their top prospects really quickly um but what i am going to talk about here is the cleveland is i just want to reiterate like they're a good team and they have a lot of guys that are in that echelon of you know, like up and coming major leaguers. So there's a couple of guys that I think you could invest in pretty strongly. Um, and I'm going to pull up the list here just to make sure I'm not forgetting a name. Uh, give me one second. I see you, Joshua Caplow. Thank you for uh, this great question. And thanks for commenting on YouTube and asking questions on the YouTube videos as well. That really helps us out. We love the participation. Oh, my shoes. Good morning to you. Glad you're on the live stream as well. And yeah, I did see my guy, Bones Highland, uh, light up the Celtics last night. Of course, the Joker had an amazing triple-double. So shout out to your Nuggets. Good work there. Um, SSI, nobody distracts Kendall in the middle of a thought like SSI coming in and saying, uh, an Everton fan <laughs> saying not to buy a Liverpool player seems suspicious. Yeah. And- facetiousness out of our uh, guys Southern uh-huh. soccer. hey we took a big point a big big point from man city this week let's go toffees all right um guys that i'm ex- i'll just run down a couple of guys that i think you could be investing in in this system in terms of their card values george valera um i would say that's probably the the he's at the major league level already so he's he's gonna get a lot of run in 23 brian rocchio is gonna get some major league level this year um he, I'm not in, it, it, super high. At first, I used to be really high on Rokio. Uh, bought a couple of Bowman Chrome autos for him. I thought he was going to explode. And I just really am not seeing the power that I want. But he is a guy that's there. Bo Naylor is interesting. Um, it's another one of Josh Naylor's little brothers. There's actually another one that's coming up as well. Uh, he's a catcher, though, which kind of just like, eh, okay. Um, another, Gabriel Arias is a guy that, that is good as well. I would say Valeria, Arias, and then um, Noel or some guys that I'm interested in. And then don't lose the fact that uh, that Jason Jason Churio is on the is in the Cleveland system. That is Jackson Churio's brother. 
Um, I am not definitely not as good, but could get some rise specifically like the Acuna brothers, specifically like some of that other stuff. Churio is a brother of another guy who's going to get some run. We've talked about familial lines being very easy to invest in the soccer world. Specifically, we've talked about that. The baseball world, very investable as well when you have bloodline people believe in it so those are some some guys that in the guardians prospects this to to look at but guys that i had on my buy of the week that i wanted to go back to steelers top five buys of right now um i i, I would i'm not gonna go in a specific order but i would say that uh lawler is on my list right now um i think the other three guys that I'm really excited about, and then I'm just going to throw a fifth one in there that's on the top of my head. Um, all three of these, or I think all three of these next guys are on our list here. I know specifically two of them are. Um, I am loving Kyle Manzardo. We've talked about Manzardo a couple of times. He's on our list of uh, baseball players to be investing in. He's a guy that I think going going up in the majors or growing up in the minors, you're seeing projectables that you like to see. You're seeing he's hitting the ball hard. He's hitting it at, a, at a good clip. He is not striking out a ton. I think um, Kyle Manzardo is a is a guy to be reckoned with, you know, and he is 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 playing a position uh, that is unique. You know, he's a first baseman, I believe, is what is. Yeah, his card is, is a first baseman. And so uh, he's a guy that I'm looking at. Evan Carter. Yes, this could be a homer reaction because he is a Texas Ranger. But Evan Carter is a guy that is potentially a five-tool player. I, I was excited about Evan Carter, and I'd have invested in a little bit of Evan Carter uh, this year. But I listened to um, Jack McMullen and uh, RM Layton talked about the Rangers system this year, this week in the in the call up, which is basically just talking about minor leaguers. And they literally talked about Evan Carter being in the same echelon as Zach Veen. And if he's in that same echelon of five tool players where his ceiling is just super, super, super high, I'm in. I'm in. Of course, he's a Texas Rangers prospect, and we have an outfield spot that is open, so he could probably get some run here in 23, but I think he's going to be a center fielder of 24. Um, and a center fielder is a, a center field and shortstop. That's what you really want to invest in in baseball for a guy that has just unreal potential. I think Evan Carter could be a five-tool player. He's a guy that I'm interested in. He's more expensive than Kyle Manzardo. So, like, definitely the pocketbook is different. Um so I'm looking at Manzardo, Evan Carter, uh, Jordan Lawler, Ezekiel Tovar. This is a guy I'm not sure is on our list yet. We've um, had him on our list at some point. Cause the name is, I know the name has been on our list. I'm going to look for him now, but go ahead. Yeah. Ezekiel Tovar. He's on our list. Sorry. He's 42. Yeah. 42. So I'm glad, I'm glad that, uh, <laughs> I was thinking enough to put him on our list before because this guy, he's going to be the Rockies system over the next couple of years. Like the Rockies are a bad team. They have some good players, but like this guy could, um, Peter Apple tweeted earlier this year that Ezekiel Tovar is projected to lead the Rockies in projected war this off or this year. So like, he's going to get run. He's going to get if you know anything about baseball, you know that balls fly out of that Colorado ballpark. So his batting statistics are going to be good. He's a guy that I actually have been able to find some really good deals on eBay this week. Um, all these guys are guys that I've been buying this offseason. So I'm not just talking about these guys. And some of the some of the times, like 
I would say that the guys that me and Paul talk about, we don't always buy every single one of them, but we're like giving you guys opportunity and value and across the market. These all five of these guys are guys that I am and currently have bought in the last five uh, weeks. So Ezekiel Tovar, Kyle Manzardo, or sorry, Ezekiel Tovar, Kyle Manzardo, Evan Carter, Jordan Lawler, and then a guy that I haven't bought this year, but I'm extremely excited about. And the only reason I haven't uh, it, it bought into him is because of the price point, like because he's like way higher than the rest of them. But Jordan Walker might be one of the best minor leaguers on the yeah, planet. Yeah, he's up right higher now. on our list. Yeah. He's in the top 10 or 15. Um, he's 19th. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan Walker is going to be an absolute animal. The only reason I haven't bought into Jordan Walker is his price point is super high. Um, so like he, I mean, his autos are going for banana money rather than the, the guys that I'm buying are like in the one to 300 range in a PSA 10, like the base autos. I mean, look at this right here. Like you've got one bid of a, of an, of a first Chrome, that's like, you know, this isn't even like a really liquid card of what we're talking about here in terms of Bowman, but this is still selling for 150 bucks. I bought a, I bought a uh, Ezekiel Tovar PSA 10 Chrome verified auto for 150 bucks this week, which I thought was a great deal. So Evan Carter is definitely in a different, uh, <laughs> a different pay grade, different like social class, however you want to describe <laughs> that. Um, if you're investing in a high, jo- uh, um, Jordan Walker card, then I'm all for it. I think it's going to be in like super, super good. And people are like, oh, well, he's already so inflated. Do you think he's going to, you know, come down? Potentially he could come down. But what I'm saying is this guy is good enough to be that expensive. And so he's a guy that I haven't bought yet. But if I had five grand laying around, I would buy a really nice Jordan Walker card because I think he's going to be really good. There you go. And um, yeah, Brian Steeler714 is bringing it strong. Bowman time. Let's go. And uh, I, li- I live for this too because um, we're so I only buy basically Bowman Chrome first uh, PSA 10s or Bowman Chrome first autos in, in like for baseball. I don't buy any other baseball cards now. You shouldn't. Um, and and we're gonna be updating exactly and we're and i learned that from kendall and i learned it the hard way from buying a lot of other baseball cards in 2021 that didn't go so well for me but um we're gonna be updating all of our baseball card data which basically means to brian's point bowman time at nooffseason.com so in january we're gonna be updating we, we updated our rankings we're gonna continue to fine-tune the baseball card rankings at nooffseason.com, but uh, the pricing data will be more and more up-to-date, which means we will be talking more and more in January about what the best deals are in Bowman. So I'm glad that Kendall just uh, took us there. That was great stuff, Kendall. Um, Real quick. uh, I also don't want to like, don't, don't feel like because I didn't add Julio or Mike Trout or Ellie in that list, they're not guys that we are super excited about. I just think like, in the last You're five gonna weeks, we talk about them most week. Like we talk about Ellie most weeks. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, he's going to be incredible, and he's yeah. like in that echelon of like Jordan Walker. He's expensive, but he's going to be good. And I'm kind of like, okay, how do I? You know, I'm looking at a pyramid here. You know, like how do I get the top level, mid level, mid tier, and then maybe some flyers down here? Like, in of course, it's all different spending level. You know, so I'm um, just trying to give you guys names we haven't talked about a super 
uh, super commonly here. Uh, but those are guys that I'm really excited about over the 23 season. Yeah, that was great stuff. We really don't talk about those guys a lot at all. So I'm glad that you brought them up and we need to talk. We need to talk more about them like throughout January and February, probably because yeah, late February, think, man, catchers report. The, and those are going to be the, like, I, I want to focus too on guys like that haven't been called up to the bigs ever, because to me, that is the, yep. that is the point to sell them. If you want to just lock in profit and not, not parlay the bet, <laughs> you know, like I think that like, waiting to see how they do in the bigs is a parlay. It's a risky yeah. parlay. Yeah. But if you want to just cash in, which I recommend cashing in, I think our list should always include like, Hey, this guy has never been called up to the bigs and this is when the anticipated call up date is. So here's your buying window. And then that's, I think that's easy money in uh, prospecting cards, but let, let me guys, let me know if you guys agree or disagree on that. Um, so, I agree. I don't know if that matters. It matters to me. <laughs> It matters to me big time and it matters to the audience. So, um, Oh, my shoes is talking about bones and the Joker. So bones, I think is the better investment. Just Joker's obviously the better player, but he just doesn't get enough love. And like, he's going to have a moment where you can sell his cards. And that may be when like the nuggets make it to the finals at some point or something in the future. But other than that, like he's just, He's not going to be a guy that like you can, I like to look at guys where you can always make money on their cards. And to, to me, that's like the electric guard or the swing man that's just like dominating. And so, and bones like can come in right now off the bench and score like 25 in, in like 17 minutes. And, and eventually he's going to be a starter and probably one of the better player, like one of the top players for the, for Denver. And so like to get his rookie ticket auto, contenders optic rookie ticket auto right now ungraded like you can see it's down like it's gone down over the last couple of weeks and i think this just happens at the end of december's like now we're into january so it might go back up again but um 52 10 bids ungraded uh 62 i mean you're not going to always get it for 52 sometimes you'll get it for 75 but still um, for the rookie, for the optic rookie ticket auto of bones to go for that low, that would be the bones buy. I also, I think that the prism rookie signatures doing the research that we do at nooffseason.com is the other like liquid, one of the other liquid rookie cards for guys. So that's, that's, you know, in the same price range as the contenders optic rookie ticket auto right now. Uh, the select silver prism auto out of 249 is also super affordable, like $66 most recent sale, um, hovering between 40 and a hundred dollars for that card ungraded throughout December. Um, I'm not putting my money into bones, but if you're, if you're a Denver person and you like bones, you, I think you can make money off that card and feel good about, you know, buying a bones Highland card in the, in the meantime, um, he's probably the nugget I would invest in. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the same page there. He's the nugget I would invest in as well. Um, I or just maybe, see maybe my a, sneaky Bruce Brown pick from a couple oh yeah, weeks ago. That's right. Super <laughs> sneaky Bruce Brown. Um, but I mean, bones, bones fits the Tyrese maxi mold. And I look yeah. for, the, I, look, I look for like, who's the next Tyrese maxi. And Bones has a story that people are going to play over and over and over and over. Like, he did, literally, they, they had a 35-minute delay last night from when their rim was all messed up. And they talked about, like, they talked about one, like, 
literally the announcers, the Celtics announcers couldn't get over how hard it was to do. You know, they were like, oh, they, they don't even have electric. I, saw that. I, I was just like, dang, dude, chill. But um, they talked about bones like jumping out of a second story window to yeah. get away from a fire and he got hurt and stuff. If this dude does anything, they're going to be a 30 for 30 about it. I mean, so like, yeah, yeah, could be a guy that uh, could get some run. He could be the real life Manti Teo, like the actual Manti Teo. Not Bruce not Brown, Auto Pop One. Yeah, oh my shoes. Uh, I didn't realize you were a Denver Nuggets guy, oh my shoes. But I mean, I knew you had mentioned like bones and stuff in the past, but uh, I didn't realize they were your Nuggets. So congratulations on your Nuggets doing really well. And, uh, and you being with Kendall on the Bruce Brown call, that's that's huge. Um, so Kendall, anything else you want to talk about? Was that pre-show you mentioned there was something you want to talk about that you had tweeted out? Did we cover that or do you want to cover we that? We did not. Uh, okay. I just kind of wanted to talk about these two questions. that. So I tweeted out the last couple of days. I said, um, I was just curious about what other people would do. I said, I what would you do with a $125 eBay gift card? What would you buy? And I just tweeted it out. It got a lot of run. It got like six or 7,000 impressions, uh, which for me, it was like the best tweet I've ever had. <laughs> and so there was a lot of people that were just popping in the uh, the, the chat and they were just like, hey, like um, this is what I would buy or this is what I would buy or this is, you know, like I would use the money to go towards the set that I'm building, all this kind of other stuff. And so I was just curious for you, what would you buy with $125 eBay credit right now? Me? Yeah, I know. I kind of like, you know, this is straight off the cuff. You did not get prepared for this. So no, it's all good. I like this. I was kind of hoping we would get back into doing a gauntlet at some point. So this is kind of like a version of that. So I, I love it. Okay. I would strongly, the first action I would take is I would research what are cards that are around a hundred to $200 out of my normal price range. That's the first thing I would look at. I would look at Bowman Chrome uh, first prospect autos out of $4.99. That usually the when you go to the refractor auto level, that's usually a couple hundred dollars out of my price range, if not more. Uh, and that's why I typically will buy the base or I'll, you know, not skimp, but like just go down a level still in in investable card, but but down a couple levels from like the top version. So I think the first thing I would do is look at contenders, rookie ticket autos. Like I think you got a Trevor Lawrence contenders, rookie ticket auto. I don't know if it was an optic. I think it was an optic for like around $500 the other day. I would, I would look for uh, football quarterbacks. Um, I, I would even include Justin Jefferson in that mix. Uh, mm. Optic rookie ticket autos that are normally a couple hundred dollars out of my price range. Bowman Chrome firsts. If I couldn't if I couldn't find anything where okay, now I'm going to put up 300 and then the gift card's going to help me get to the level that I need to get to, I would probably go and and just to name players, I would I would look at Ellie De La Cruz, Jordan Lawler, um, like the the top names that we have mentioned, the, the top names. I wouldn't I wouldn't go for like sleepers. I'd, I'd stick to like our top five names um, for prospects. Um, and then if I if there if I didn't find anything that I love for quarterbacks and and baseball prospects, I would immediately go to like Anthony Edwards, 
is there is there a numbered out of 50 immaculate or national treasures maybe non-auto of him that looks like it could grade well that I could get with the gift card like not paying any money and then potentially have that card graded um or not and just flip that card so I'm really like focused on Ellie de la Cruz Jordan Lawler uh quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence I talked about Justin Fields I would probably go uh, basketball-wise, Anthony Edwards, maybe look for a Cade Cunningham auto. Um, because because I looked at Cade Cunningham auto. I looked at Cade Cunningham optic rookie ticket autos over the weekend. They're about $300. So if I had a $125 eBay gift card, I'd, I'd, I could also cop one of those, which I'd feel good about. So off the cuff, that's what I would look for. And I'd feel really good if I was able to, you know, put a couple hundred dollars of my own money or even $300 of my own money with that gift card to get not a banger banger, but like one that's one that could go from $400 to $1,200 pretty easily. Yeah, that's brilliant. What did people say? Like, what, what were some of the answers that you that you liked from people? I'm trying to find the tweet. I haven't found it yet. But uh, So if you go to tweets and replies, it should be like one of my second or third one that's on there um well go check out Le- at lefty mckee on twitter everybody and check this out but um all right so here it is um, a great conversation some of the people were like um <laughs> oh i see people, people were being funny like some guy was like finding peyton manning rookie 98 upper deck manning with nine or ten if possible um psa 10 justin jefferson was on there Uh, a lot of people were like we're buying retro football cards so like zach thomas autos um Uh uh-huh a lot of type stuff a lot of the people that replied to me were actually doing pc related buys rather than investable buys which i thought was interesting you know it's like okay uh i talked about some people wanting to buy tua uh you know somebody people were saying like um you know who's tank hence I don't know. Okay. Someone likes Tank Hence. I see I see Caleb Williams autograph card. That's interesting. Yeah. I yeah, that one was interesting. Uh, you know, I was like, hey, that's a that's a sneaky play right now. Um, Deion Sanders, I think, is a really interesting play because you I mean, like, he's gonna get a lot of play over yeah. the next couple of years because of the way that he's gonna interact at Colorado. Like, I think if any if his Colorado team does anything his cards are going to go up. Like I have a Deion Sanders PSA 10 right now and I don't, I don't know what to do with it. I guess I'm just saying, hang on with it, hang on to it and be like, okay, prime is going to do something. He's going to get them into the college football playoffs in the next few years. And then that's when you're going to sell it. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, my shoes has an answer here. He says $125. He would invest in a Dwayne Wade. Oh, three, Oh, four tops. Chrome RC, maybe find a near mint raw and or Beckett nine or sgc nine cool i like this this is this is a great question because you get great answers from everybody and this is oh my shoes i like i like the Dwayne like because Dwayne wade is a guy like i probably if i had the gift card then that opens up a whole new opportunity maybe that's a guy you've thought of i probably wouldn't buy him with my own money gift card could be interesting also i love the idea of i don't want to forget 
the, the one of the greatest plays, especially right now, like with PSA being really, really reasonable from a grading perspective, it, fee perspective per card is to like just cross grade stuff, like just to see what it's going to yeah. do. So Beckett nine or SGC nine might be on the price point for Oh My Shoes, but it makes me think, what if you cracked that and submitted it to PSA? Just to mm-hmm. see, because a PSA nine would sell for way more than a Beckett not a BGS nine. So interesting. I like it. Good stuff. Coach Prime. That's a sick. So jo- so I'll show the audience this. But this is a sick card, actually, because I just <laughs> yeah. I just like he's clearly like either he's clearly waltzing into the end zone for the Atlanta Falcons on this on yeah. this card, and it's a. It's a signed, you know, after after the pack signature authenticated by Beckett, and it's reasonably priced. So, anyway, yeah, that was one of my favorite answers um, from George Sanders, uh, which I don't know if he's any relation, but uh, that would be kind of funny. Well, we're gonna follow we're gonna follow Coach Prime for sure, just because I I love when athletes that I watched as a kid have a second career as a coach more than an announcer like the announcer career doesn't really do it for me and and Dion was an amazing he was an amazing uh announcer for nfl network you know like um analyst rather for nfl network for a long time and then got into coach i mean talk about just an amazing story there's a great 30 for 30 on him playing in uh playing for the braves and the falcons basically in the same day um only time that's ever happened and um just so many amazing stories about Deion sanders so great yeah great answer by george sanders on twitter there we could continue the discussion around this is why i love this show this is one of the reasons why we do this show is because there's just like so many easy things to talk about the challenge is like how do we provide value to the audience but today's show kind of proves like it was uh like we're doing a good job because we had great audience participation. Appreciate everybody. If you missed the live stream and you're listening to us uh, on Apple or Spotify or watching the YouTube video after the fact, comment, like let us know, comment with your questions, tweet at Lefty McKee or at no offseason card. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at sports card strategy. He's also at Lefty McKee on Instagram. So we're, we're everywhere and we want to interact with you. And don't forget to um, email me at paul at nooffseason.com for uh, information on how to get nooffseason.com uh, premium version free for a year. And there's one more thing I want to say, Kendall, and then I'm going to let you and everybody else go. And you can say cue the rock music. Um, Toa, if you're still on the live stream, are you as excited as I am that TCU eat the Michigan Wolverines on New Year's Eve because people like in Tennessee, they know I'm from Michigan, but they don't always realize the hatred I have for the U of M Wolverines and the love I have for the Spartans. And sometimes like if you didn't go, if you didn't go to college at a rivalry school, you probably don't understand that like just because I'm from Michigan does not mean I ever root for Michigan. In fact, it means the exact opposite. I want Michigan to basically get crushed every single time for every single sport that they play. I want them to get crushed. So it's like actually a momentous thing thinking if they go to the national championship game, 
if for some weird reason they play Ohio State in the national championship game, that is the worst possible scenario for a Michigan State fan, other than Michigan winning the national championship, which forever changes the future, our future as Michigan State Spartans fans. Because you're, And it seems like a dramatic statement, but no, it's recruiting. Like it's recruiting. Like once that team gets that far and or wins that championship or is in that spotlight against that team in the national championship game, it changes the recruiting. It changes what happens with their head coach. It changes everything. So for them to lose that game against TCU was huge for Michigan State Spartans fans. And uh, I just wonder if Toa or any other Sparties feel the same way. And if Wolverines out there want to troll me about it, fine with me. But you know what? I'm not out there really rooting for any other Big Ten teams. The Spartans are my team. Let's go. Next year, we're coming back. And uh, that's all the college football you'll probably ever hear me talk about on this show. But I had to mention something because Max and I were watching that game uh, like we would watch. a Mich- like It was like Michigan State being in that game, but just the other <laughs> way around. Yeah. I- I'm from Fort Worth, so born and raised in Fort Worth, so for TCU to do good was pretty cool. So that's where that's where TCU is. So growing up, I had until I chose to go to A&M or like to be in the Aggie system before I did that, uh, I was all TCU. Then once I made that decision to go to college at an A&M school, then uh, that kind of changed for me. But so I, I'm rooting for the Horn Frogs. So. And I knew you were and I was excited about that as well. Oh, my shoes. Congrats on. uh <laughs> Woo. I'm your Arkansas. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. I'm not going to do that call because I just won't, but uh, good for you. Happy for you and your Arkansas Razorbacks. That's awesome. Um, all right, Kendall. Let's cue that rock music, Paul. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody.